Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to DollarCollapse.com with John Rabino, your ringside seat for the global financial crisis. Hi, everybody. It is Monday, January 11th, and... Um, Wow. <laughs> what can you say about last week? That that was the worst start to the year for U.S. equities ever. And we weren't even the worst performing market. Um, a lot of the rest of the world was hit even harder. Um, Chinese stocks, Japanese stocks, Germany, Hong Kong, they were all down even more. And Brazil just tanked along with a lot of the, um, the developing world equity markets. Uh, and meanwhile, the carnage went way beyond equities. Money poured out of bond funds and credit spreads widened, which means investors are moving money from riskier bonds to less risky bonds in a flight to quality, which means the less risky bonds see their yield go way up relative to the safest bonds. And that's a sign of stress in the market. Uh, meanwhile, oil is down again this morning to um, a $32 handle. That's the lowest it's been in 12 years. So this is uh, an across the board, very scary situation right now. And a lot of people are wondering, first of all, why it's happening and why it's happening now. And uh, the big question why it's happening is because it was inevitable. It was always going to happen eventually, given the amount of debt that we've taken on. Most of you have seen the, uh, the stats for the last five or six years, where instead of pulling back after the 2008-2009 crisis, the global economy actually started taking on more and more debt at a faster rate than it had prior to the crisis. So now we're $57 trillion more indebted than we were when excessive debt almost blew up the global financial system. So we had a crisis out there looming. It was going to happen eventually. Why now? China, in a word. Basically, China was the driver of the incredible increase in debt over the last five or six years. Not the only culprit, but it was the biggest borrower. And a lot of the money that it borrowed, it wasted. It's got ghost cities that uh, don't have anybody living in them now and airports with no planes flying in and out. And roads with hardly any traffic. It goes on and on. They're, they're now uh, blowing up office buildings that were built in the last five years, but that haven't had anyone occupy them. And if you have a building that's unoccupied for a certain period of time, it becomes uninhabitable. Well, they've got buildings like that now that they've got to just blow up and effectively waste that money 100% waste every penny that they put into those buildings, plus the expense of blowing them up and cleaning up after them. Uh, and so... China's pullback, the end of the Chinese infrastructure build out, has crashed the global commodities market. That in turn has crashed a lot of the emerging markets and developed markets that were commodities based like Australia and Canada. They're both in financial crises right now along with Brazil and a good piece of Southeast Asia and a big chunk of Latin America because commodities have crashed. So China was the um, the initial cause 
of the immediate problems that we've got. And their responses to these problems are making things worse because they're showing us that they really don't understand how markets work. First, they initiate policies that lead to a huge spike in stock prices. And then when that bubble inevitably bursts and prices go back down, they jump into the market and the regulators start arresting people for selling their stock. And so they criminalize normal market behavior and that paralyzes everybody. And then they institute capital controls, which prohibit people from turning yuan into dollars in order to get U.S. dollars overseas. And so people are basically trapped in the Chinese market now to an extent at the same time that the Chinese market is going down and they're not allowed to sell their stocks. So why under circumstances like that would anybody be an aggressive buyer of equities or really anything else in that kind of a market? And the answer is there, there really is no reason why you would be. And so Chinese stocks because of that are tanking along with the rest of the Chinese economy. So I, I think there's a good chance that they end up in a fairly serious economic crisis, at least a dramatic downturn. But uh, if, if there is a slowdown to the point of recession in China, then a lot of their debt's going to blow up and then they'll have a financial crisis that will be pretty impressive to watch because you're talking about an awful lot of debt going bad all at once. So that's one of the big, I wouldn't call it a black swan because everybody kind of expects it now. That, that's looming out there, along with the, the impact of much lower oil prices on the junk bond market. So the solution that's being proposed in China now is a dramatic devaluation of their currency. And that is how over-indebted countries historically have responded to their excessive debts blowing up. But this time around, you know, China's the second biggest economy in the world. The yuan has been added to the IMF's special drawing rights basket. So it is a consequential currency. And to have it be devalued aggressively is going to send ripples throughout the rest of the world, um, most notably in the U.S., where the U.S. dollar is already kind of overvalued. You know, we're already suffering from a too strong dollar. Corporate profits are down in the U.S. and will probably be down for the whole year in 2016. And a lot of that is because the dollar is so strong, it's making it hard for U.S. corporations to sell stuff abroad. Well, let a, a big country like China devalue their currency, and that makes it that much harder for U.S. multinationals to operate in global markets. And so their earnings will go down even further. And there's a good chance that that will impact stock prices in the U.S. because ultimately, Stock prices are determined by the underlying earnings of the corporations in which we're buying stock. So this could have ripple effects that play out over the next year or two and cause an ongoing problem in the global financial markets. And then how does the U.S. respond to that? Well, eventually we're going to have to walk this whole rate increase thing back and go back to a very aggressive quantitative easing program or something even newer and more experimental. You know, we could see the debt jubilee that people are talking about where um, the government just decrees that everybody gets $10,000, but we have to use it to pay back debt. And in that way, we lessen the debt load at the expense of massive increases in the money supply and increases in government debt if the government borrows to finance this. And that kind of debt monetization has historically preceded and caused a currency crisis where people figure out that the explicit policy of the government is to make the currency less and less valuable. So they decide they don't want to hold the currency. They start dumping it by converting it into real stuff at whatever price. And, and you get 
what looks like a hyperinflation, but really it's a loss of confidence in the currency and a collapse in the value of the currency. Well, we're headed for something like that at some point. And there really doesn't seem to be any bright spots out there because if, if you look at, for instance, Europe, everybody probably now has seen stories about the things that happened during New Year's celebrations. And that's leading to a reevaluation of immigrant policy and of uh, free movement of people within the Eurozone and within the European Union. And it's leading Britain to possibly consider pulling out of the European Union. And in Spain, for instance, over the weekend, an anti-Euro pro-independence party took over the region of Catalonia. And their goal is to make Catalonia a separate country that is no longer part of Spain and possibly no longer part of the Eurozone. Well, things like that uh, are detrimental to the value of the euro. So you can see the euro be aggressively devalued in the year ahead, which will make the dollar problem even more severe, et cetera, et cetera. So we've got a uh, fairly serious chain of events coming that will cause crisis after crisis. And by the way, I've left out the Middle East so far, but it really shouldn't be left out of any calculation of what's happening in 2016 because Saudi Arabia and Iran are one small step away from an actual shooting war, which will probably pull US and Russia in on opposite sides and then all bets are off. So that alone could cause a global financial crisis. So anyhow, the point is, we've got an awful lot of really serious things brewing out there that are finally coming to a head. And I, I think the only probable winner, well, short sellers are winners in this kind of an environment because it used to be for the past few years that you could short pretty much anything and lose because pretty much everything was going up. Well, the opposite is going to be true in the kind of scenario that I'm sketching out where you can short pretty much anything and make money because virtually everything is going down. And the other thing that will probably do well, of course, is precious metals because that's where we put our money when we're terrified. And you saw that in the past week. Gold and silver did relatively well. They, they didn't do great, but they were flat to up a bit in the last week while everything else was falling apart. So this combination of uh, money flowing into precious metals, which should boost the prices of gold and silver going forward and falling oil prices augur well for the operating profitability of the big, really solid gold miners because they'll see their costs go down as um, oil goes down because the diesel fuel they need to run their big earth moving machines will get cheaper and cheaper at the same time that the dollar price of gold is flat to higher. And so that will mean that they'll have wider operating margins and they might be alone in the world. They might be the only industry that has wider operating margins going forward. So I, I think this will probably, given all the scenarios that seem to be playing out at the same time, be a pretty decent year for gold and gold miners and a pretty terrible year for virtually everybody else. So on that optimistic note, <laughs> uh, I'll end here and see you next week. Thanks for listening to Dollar Collapse. For regular info and updates throughout the day, go to dollarcollapse.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.